Hey, how's it going, everybody? Thanks for uh, checking out the new episode of the Phoenix MMA Podcast. I know it's been a while um, since I've done one, so just uh, like always, just life gets busy, busy. And um, and I've had for um, like several, I've had several podcast ideas that I start building in my head. It takes a while uh, to build them, and uh, and it's hard to force them if uh, if it's not coming together. Um, you know, I'd rather not do a bad podcast and do one where it's kind of just forced out. It's like, all right, um, I can turn this into a subject or something, but um, it's also not as fun. It's more fun to um, to kind of see like how the gym's going, how training's going. And how like the professional uh, MMA Jiu Jitsu scene, like how it's how it's kind of rolling along, and because uh, interesting topics come up and for uh, good topics and things like that. Um, but just been really busy too. Uh, luckily, we got great, really really good stuff. Like great stuff going on with the gym. Gym is super busy. Um, we have tons of new people constantly coming in. Um, we're now getting to the point where we're getting a good number of blue belts and um we're getting uh closer to some purple belts and uh so we we have a lot of new blue belts that are going to be coming up over the next six months uh so good stuff so um some of our our original students are uh in the gym are, are getting really really good so um just the nature of it takes some time so it's really good and with that being said we're starting to compete at uh more competitions more tournaments uh, people are training more than ever. The open mats are full and, you know, the classes are full. So very thankful, very, very busy. But, um, yeah, so now i got a new podcast episode. I hope uh, I hope everybody likes it. Um, this one's, uh, again, I like the nerdy podcast, so this is going to be a nerdy podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it and you, uh, you think it's cool. Um, you know, again, even if you're not a, the nerd type, check it out. I think uh, I think it'll help you out. If um, it'd really be a good one, this one is if uh, if you had any interest in being like a, a pro MMA fighter or pro uh, grappler or pro uh, striker, Muay Thai kickboxing or boxing, um, it'd be a good one that'll help you out. Maybe with career advice um, and little things. And and then I think still, I think everybody will kind of be able to relate to it and look at some of these things. And be like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of annoying, um, but. Um, uh, yeah, so, and there's been some new stuff in the jiu-jitsu world, uh, news community stuff, so, um, it's, that's kind of what, I was already thinking about this topic, I had like three or four different ideas, and then some, some recent jiu-jitsu news came up, so, uh, kind of, kind of helped it grow, so, um, this one is, uh, 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 the purpose of honor code and martial arts, so honor code and martial arts, um, uh, the, and it's in, in martial arts, and then, and broader terms, um, uh, warrior class or just warrior classes in society throughout history um so lots of uh lots of um warrior classes uh, throughout history um have had an honor code and uh just going to talk about um why that is important and uh the cool things about it the really the really you know cool positive things about it um and uh and uh the alternative that's that is happening and i'm again i'm not saying again it's your career um and we're going to go over some financial things too and i'm not going to deny that the the call out culture the conor mcgregor um gordon ryan culture um it will will make income and i've seen even um i've seen gordon ryan or i think john donaher posted it's his coach i think he he gave like a technical breakdown that gordon is kind of doing this to increase his income um because he has a limited number of years to be a professional athlete so um you know you're a free person so you get to choose whatever you want to do um but you just i think you probably want to know the the ins and out of if you decide to do it um because you you will see it um you know conor mcgregor the same thing and it's not like it's new you know before conor mcgregor 
it was Chel Sonnen, uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Muhammad Ali, um, lame, name like any pro wrestlers from the 80s, and you know, you're going you're gonna to find that kind of call-out culture. So it's an entertaining, uh, it is entertaining. I, like, I actually kind of like it with pro wrestling, because pro wrestling, like they get so uh, theatrical, like some of the Ultimate Warriors, or like Macho Man Randy Savages, or uh, Ric Flair's, like, like uh, old school promo videos are hilarious. Um, but again, I, I kind of look at them as comedy, but... Uh, so yeah, honor code in martial arts, um, or for warrior, uh, you know, classes of society, um, just meaning like if you're going to train in martial arts or, or weapons or, you know, anything like that. So, um, oh yeah, first announcements. Yeah. Really, really busy. Uh, the coolest thing, super pumped up. Um, uh, my fiance, Stephanie, we're pregnant, so we got a baby on the way. So that's going to be a cool thing. Really excited to do that. So, uh, I'll have a new training partner in the gym for everybody pretty soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, really excited about that. Um, it feels even cooler than I thought I was going to feel. So su- super energizing and uh, really, really excited. Um, yeah, really excited. Uh, so not too much personal life stuff. But then we also we got the grappling games coming up. Uh, really good. We did this tournament last year. Last year when we did this tournament um, as a gym, we, we actually we came in first place. We tied for first place point-wise as a gym, a single gym. I believe we tied with jiu-jitsu uh, nation and jujitsu nations may have been open seven eight years maybe i have to double check that but they've been open a long time and we tied and uh and then as a team zenith uh uh we placed as well um and i think our gym i think we accounted for 50 percent of the of the team points so um we should do very very well this year at the grappling games and uh as a gym and then the team should do very very well as well because i think um uh, I think in Spring Hill, I think uh, I think Spring Hill should be bringing a, a good solid team, um, a good number. I haven't I haven't talked and got a head count. I'm not exactly sure on the schedule, but um, it should be a really good tournament. We have lots of people that are competing and getting ready, so that's exciting, fun stuff. Um, and then we have something really cool for um, uh, some of our uh, younger students, Freddie, Carlos, and Luis. Um, they have a youth pancreation fight coming up. July 20th, and that's going to be at the FedEx Forum. Um, it's uh, in Memphis where the Grizzlies play, so it's a cool thing. Um, it's uh, it's obviously it's not in the the basketball arena. It's you know it's at the FedEx Forum, but I think it's in a it's in a um, one of their ballrooms. Um, uh, that's where it is. So it, it, so uh, for youth, it's great. It gives them an opportunity. Um, pa- youth pancreation, if you don't know what it is, youth pancreation is essentially kickboxing. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it just, you could just think it's an MMA, uh, MMA competition with shin guards on, uh, MMA gloves on, um, and, um, but no shots to the head. So you can do wrestling and jujitsu techniques and you can punch and kick to the body. So you can do kickboxing techniques, but nothing to the head. Um, and it's, it's good experience for the youth cause you're not going to get too much head trauma. You really want to be careful with how much, uh, how much you get hit in the head, especially when the brain is uh, fully developing. You know, the, your your brain's not fully formed till around 25. But really, the really important time is um, like adolescence, teenage years. Um, that part's really important on um, the habits. It's really important when you're a teenager uh, to the habits that you build um, because your your brain is kind of uh, forming uh, the way that you're going to look at the world. So um, so having good habits when you're a teenager is really, really important. But um, but it would help. That's why this youth praying creation is a good thing. You're not taking any damage to the head, uh, to the brain. Let's say you're letting it form. But at the same time that it's forming, um, 
if you want to be a professional MMA fighter or a professional, you know, grappler or something like that, it's very good. Um, I, I think it's a good, uh, healthy way for youth to compete and then start getting that experience of walking. Uh, you know, I mean, the FedEx form again, it's going to be um, in one of the ballrooms of the of the uh, venue. But but think if you're um, 14 years old and you get you get used to walking up to an arena like that so let's say when you're 25 24 and you're making UFC debut um, maybe you don't have quite as much butterflies because you've already walked up to you know if there's let's say for Nashville it's Bridgestone Arena like you, you've already walked up to that you've walked up with your gym bag walked in had to do weigh-ins and then had to compete um, you know the bigger the crowd it's always going to be but um but good like uh sports psychology stuff so get you start start to get you ready because the bigger the arena, the more nervous it is. Um, even events, just, you know, bigger, uh, more spectators stress, uh, changes the stress level, but, um, that's going to be a cool thing. So, um, yeah, we should have a good, I think we have a good number of people that are going to go to that, go support it. I think it'd be a fun thing to watch. Um, so if you, ha- if you're interested and you want to go, um, to, uh, Memphis for the fight, um, probably going to go the day before and then, um, I don't know. Maybe make a weekend out of it, uh, make it like a fun thing. But um, so yeah, they're uh, they're they're getting ready. So if you're training with them, make sure you don't injure them, but uh, give them give them some good training. Uh, um, yeah, give them some good training. They need they need a push. Um, so um, all right. So now the announcements are gone. All that good stuff. On to the actual podcast. So the honor code. Um, first, we're gonna go over like a, a modern thing that's going going on, and lots of things that are modern have gone have happened multiple times through history. So it's not like it's just unique, but maybe with um, the the advent of social media, um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all these things, it makes it uh, more powerful or more accessible. But um, but I do kind of I that's one thing I like to nerd out on is when I find like some. Uh, weird cultural thing that's going on you think it's new and then you find out it happened like 700 years ago like in france or something like that it's interesting to hear that stuff but human nature is uh pretty funny um so yeah we're talking uh, on this one first we're going to talk about uh modern uh modern time uh, call out culture so uh call out culture it's it's pretty funny it's 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 an interesting little thing that's going on but um let's go uh just define it real quick and then we'll get some examples of it um to get rolling so uh, on urban dictionary um for you know the resource is the resource but urban dictionary uh their definition for call it culture is a uh, a group of people especially on social media who ridicule others for real or perceived words or actions that go against their beliefs um so that's urban dictionary's definition for it i'll go with some examples maybe help you understand it and again um you know, if you're wanting to be a pro athlete, uh, some of this stuff, um, you'll see it and you'll say, Hey, Conor McGregor has made so much money off of it. Um, you know, Floyd Mayweather has made so much money off of it. Um, so it just, you just, you want to understand it, you know, type thing. Uh, so, and maybe you don't understand it. Maybe you're just a fan and you haven't got that far into it yet. And you don't know what athletes do, like, um, because lots of times, if you know, if you're just a uh, casual fan, when you see it, you'll you'll think lots of the things that they're saying are, 
like they mean everything um but lots of lots of these athletes are doing it as a show um so they're doing it as a show and entertainment but um but you know you're, you're choosing your image so that will affect what sponsors you have and that will affect how people treat you if they see you you know in the mall or just walking around or just generally uh how people will talk to you or perceive you so um but here's some examples so uh with the social media side there's a uh, uh, order 66 so um again this you if you're not uh if you don't I don't know, look into the call out culture stuff or you haven't looked this up. These might be like unique uh, terms or you'll be like, what is order 66? Um, so order 66, um, is something that, uh, social media, uh, figures, um, like influencers or people with big followings and pages, they'll use it to, um, they use it to attack people with it, you know, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or somebody's Yelp reviews or something like that. They'll, uh, We'll do Order 66, and they'll say, like, you know, I remember watching a bodybuilding uh, one where there was a, you know, social media figure in the bodybuilding community, and uh, he declared Order 66 against another um, bodybuilding social media person. So um, so then all their followers kind of, like, dogpile and attack them. Um, that's that's what Order 66 is kind of getting them to do. Um, it's pretty funny, like, the origin of the definition. Uh, the Internet's pretty funny because... Uh, just new terms and new little things uh, are coming out. But uh, Order 66, if you're like, where's where does the Order 66 come from? Um, it, it this is uh, it, this is what it actually is. It refers to a directive that leads to the killing of the Jedi Order in the Star Wars universe. So it's like the the evil emperor gives Order 66 for uh, to to go kill all the Jedi in Star Wars. So it's pretty funny that um, a Star Wars term uh, people took it and and uh, turned into a social media thing to. Uh, to attack people but uh anyway people are wild with it um but um yeah social media figures use order 66 to organize their followers to ha- harass their target um you know i had the bodybuilding one and uh and and the thing is with the last effects like social media people is they, they make a lot of money off of their say t-shirt sales or their supplement sales or whatever their thing is or you know people make money off of youtube videos so when they do the order 66 they're kind of attacking somebody's they're attacking their character, you know, trying to destroy them or getting them harassed, and then then also affecting their their finances. So um, it's a that's a pretty aggressive thing, uh, and that's that's pretty aggressive. Um, but uh, that's a, I mean, yeah, that's pretty aggressive. Like trying to uh, get somebody's affect um, somebody's money is like that's that might I don't know. I mean. It, like you should never ever hit anyone you should only it's self-defense only you don't you don't attack anybody you don't assault anyone but i kind of almost think the same thing with the um the order 66 thing it's like whoa that's like a it's not a physical attack it's a it's a that's that's still nasty um not good stuff but um so some more examples kind of on the order 66 thing uh the body but i wish i could remember the name uh, if you looked it up for just a little bit you probably will find it it's, it's not too hard um i think it was against a guy named rich piana i think i think and i think he actually passed away last year maybe um but i if i if i remember correctly but um uh, uh, um, a recent one that there's been going on there's been some uh battles between it was a few months ago it was uh gordon ryan and andre goval and it was gordon ryan and uh cyborg abreu and then the most recent one was gordon ryan and uh robert drysdale so it's um it's again it's it's not 
you, the thing is, it's entertaining to people. Uh, it, it is entertaining and it's striking because it's it's loud and it's it's flashing. It's abnormal, but if you pay attention to it, there's a pattern to it. It's um, um there's a pattern, and, and Gordon Ryan's not the first person even to do it either. It's you know, again, if you watch Conor McGregor, it's like go watch Conor McGregor's documentary and watch. I really paid attention to his career coming up, and it's like yeah, he has like a blueprint. And then you, you watch Floyd Mayweather's like research Floyd Mayweather's career. Look up how much money he made. Before, when he was Pretty Boy Floyd, um, and then when he switched to Money Mayweather, he changed personas, and he made made more money. And then if you read Chel Sonnen's book, Chel Sonnen talks about it, that um, when he changed his uh, persona from Chel Sonnen, the American wrestler, you know, he was kind of doing this. He was fighting the UFC, he was fighting WC, was, you know, there's a little controversy back in the day. I think he was fighting Paulo Filo for the WC uh, championship, and um, and he, he uh, tapped to a heel hook, but then the ref didn't see it. And there's a little there's a little bit of controversy like that, but I think Paulo Filo still beat Chel. Um, in that fight, but um, but Chell talks about in his book that he was fighting. He was a good fighter, and he was really working his butt off, and uh, and he just didn't get any attention. Um, he wasn't getting big paying fights and big contracts, and then um, then he just decided. Uh, Chell was a big uh, a student of pro wrestling or a big fan of pro wrestling, so he kind of decided to adopt the heel persona, um, and he that's that's actually when everybody really realized that's that he adopted the heel persona. Um, to go after Anderson Silva because Anderson Silva was the you know the at the time the everybody was saying pound for pound goat, um, you know it was always and in their time period it was always like uh, Anderson Silva and George Saint Pierre and both of them have similar not style wise but characteristics they're both um, you know both like Bushido kind of chivalry like honor code um, both very respectful guys they bow like walking into the octagon they would bow against their opponents um, Anderson and George St. Pierre I think they both uh, tie uh, an imaginary belt when they bow uh, if I recall that correctly um, but yeah at the time so like this is the thing is if you're a modern if you just became an MMA fan like within the last five years like the culture shifted drastically um, the fan base at least culture um, it's not like the whole fan base the the base has changed the base actually hasn't changed Change, but there's been an adoption or like a new new fans that have joined the group um so to speak or like but so because the culture like george st pierre um george st pierre and anderson silva like they're you know they're bowing and tying their belts like they're tying their black belts um uh they are very very like bushido uh martial arts uh honor code um but so anyway chel sonnen started doing that against anderson and um and uh and it, and it he made more money than ever in his book he talks about how much how much more money he made the the he got the matchups against him he also went out there and performed in the first fight he um he i mean he you know was winning the fight like dominating the fight until he got caught in the triangle choke in the last round um but that really put him on the map and then um conor mcgregor Conor McGregor as well. Conor had actually retired, and then and then I think if I recall the interview correctly, he retired and then like had hadn't I think his coach said that he hadn't seen him in the gym for like one or two year, uh, one or two months. Like say retires, maybe not the wrong word. Maybe he was just taking a break. But then he got a call with the UFC, and then you know so it's 
it's interesting to see how their careers kind of go. And also, Chell just writes in his book. Uh, Chell has an interesting book. If you ever get it, you want to read it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's nothing new. Chell did that. It, you know, it's oftentimes when they do this, they're calling out a big target. You know, the champion, the leader. It's uh, or yeah, the champion, the champion of the division. Um, it's it's a way to get a fight and um, and uh, people. It's entertaining. Um, so it's kind of getting ramped up more and more and more and more and more. It just keeps on going. Um, you know, so like like Gordon Ryan, the fact that he uh, the people he called out, uh, Cyborg. Andre Goval and Robert Drysdale. Um, it's not really surprising. Though all those all those are things that um, add to his add to his legacy. It's a way to it's or add add to his career. So feather in his cat, feather in his cat, feather in his cat. Um, which the only thing is all all three of those guys are um, past their athletic prime. They're more in their they're you you go from you go from a, uh, athlete or practitioner. You go from practitioner to uh, you go pure practitioner. And after pure practitioner, you go practitioner slash, um, I, I think the, it was an Olympian seminar that I saw, a judo Olympian seminar. I think that it was a judo coach. And he, I think he said it was, you start as a pure practitioner. After that, you go to the next phase you go into is practitioner slash sage. Then you go to sage slash practitioner. Then you go to just sage. Um, so like, in a, it's like how you go from like athlete to coach, uh, athlete coach then coach athlete then at, uh coach coach so like how how the the time span goes so it's kind of like drysdale cyborg and uh, andre they will still compete but um or robert robert drysdale doesn't but um but you know sometimes it's super fine it depends on the age and things like that um but uh, i would say they're more in the uh coach coach first athlete second and then about to go into that phase of coach coach um which all of those phases are really cool but so you have gordon ryan who is an uh, athlete athlete you know just athlete um thing so it would be you know it'd be strange for like um the number one uh basketball player right now to call out you know, let's say Michael Jordan, like call out, you know, like basically call out Michael Jordan, say, I challenge you to a one-on-one match. Um, you know, even though Michael Jordan's been, uh, retired. Um, so, uh, just a, you know, again, but this is the thing, this is the whole reason why it's done. It's, um, the, the main goal is to get viewers, eyeballs, followers, um, and that increases money, whether it gives, um, better uh fight contracts because more people are going to pay attention to you or purchasing your items things like that because there is there are people that legit like it they enjoy that they like like yeah you call everybody out and um you know uh stick it to them type thing um the only thing with that is like just just know that like that could be you like you know um everybody could turn on you you wouldn't really like that so think about the the golden rule thing um but um Anyway, so oh, so there's one more. Uh, there is a thing with uh, Gordon Ryan too. I thought interesting one of his stories or another example of the kind of call out culture, not not being an honor code uh, or like chivalry or bushido. But um, um, Gordon Ryan had a, a little thing. I think it was maybe a year, year and a half ago with uh, Ruth. I think it was Ruth Chris, if I recall correctly. A student of mine told me this, and I honestly don't pay that much attention to the drama stuff. Um, I just you know I I don't really like like TMZ or or um, Jerry Springer, it's not like I hate him, it's just, it's not that I hate it, it's just not very interesting to me, when I hear it, I can just see that it's artificial, and I'm like, oh, okay, I know why they're doing that, they're doing that just to, you know, get a rise, or, you know, 
whatever. It's just I don't know if it's it's just not interesting to me for some reason. But um, but Gordon Ryan, I believe it was Ruth Chris about a year and a half ago. But um, he he tried to go into Ruth Chris, and Ruth Chris has um, just dress code. You know, it might be uh, men have to wear slacks and a um, uh, a jacket. You know, um, or you, you know something. I think it, if I remember, I, I might be off on this. So if I am, please somebody correct me and let me know. Send me a text or a message on uh facebook or instagram or tell me in the gym but i think it was he tried to wear sweatpants and like uh tennis shoes or something like that maybe that's what it was um and it's just if you go to a fine dining restaurant um they just have their own dress code they're just a they're just a private business and they have their their dress code type thing um you know i i wouldn't show up or if i i have actually shown up to a restaurant and it was uh you had uh uh, men had to wear jackets, and I was actually wearing jeans. I wasn't dressed. I wouldn't say that I was dressed um, in, a, in a bad way. I was still dressed um, appropriately to, to leave the house, but um, but I was wearing jeans. And when they when they said, "Hey, are those jeans?" I was like, "Oh, if it's not dress code, I'll leave." You know, I'm not gonna try to argue with uh, with uh, the restaurant. Um, no reason to. But uh, Gordon Ryan's, I, I believe, what what happened is he used, he calls his uh, followers his royal guard. Um, because the nickname is the king. That's his. That's his. His uh, nickname thing that he runs. Um, but um, so he uh, kind of did the order sixty six. Um, uh, I guess he did. So whatever he called for him, like you know, he was frustrated that they wouldn't let him eat. So then all of his followers um, went. I think they like tore apart their Yelp uh, reviews. Like gave them like you know the lowest review, lowest score you can give. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. So. More co- just call out culture, adva- uh, not advantages, um, examples. Um, again, it's just it's never been my style. I don't really dig it. But um, this podcast is just that's what we're going over. It's it's a part of what's going on. It just it is. Um, it's not my favorite thing to do, but it, it's still interesting to me to see how it goes. And it's also interesting to see that it makes money because I hear people that say that they don't like it. Um, you know, but lots of times people, the, the sad part is people that say they don't like it, um, like eat it up and just keep on, keep on going, going, going back for it, going back for it. Um, you know, it's kind of like candy or ice cream or something like, you know, it's not good for you or, or like soda, you know, it's not good for you, but, um, something gets you or draws you to it. So, um, let's see back to notes. Yeah. We already went Ali and pro wrestlers, Mayweather, Sonnen, Connor. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing is I don't think it's going to stop, you know, there's little, there's phases like again George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, um, that that time period was like really really if you were a, a UFC fan at that time, um, it was very much um, about respect, um, uh, respect, uh, politeness, sharpness of mind, um, preparation, flexibility, speed, strength, uh, technical proficiency. Uh, like an immense amount of focus on small details and um and just trying to maximize everything about your uh, your physical body and your and your health and well-being so that you can perform uh at the highest level possible um but uh but yeah it's just shifted um yeah it's gonna keep happening um it it again it does make money um just look at the you know the names like it's like how much money has Mayweather had, or how much money has Mayweather made, um, and and lots of people watch Floyd Mayweather fights. Um, you know, I enjoy Floyd's technical style. I enjoy watching it because it's it's something very unique. It's uh, it's you can't argue that he's not a good boxer. Um, but there but there are a lot of people 
a lot of people that enjoyed watching the technical fight and watch, watching the technique and watching the challenge. Can anybody overcome it? I like to see can, can anybody overcome it or how is Floyd going to work? Uh, how is his defense going to match up against this offensive? And then when he shows you, it's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Floyd just showed how you beat the style of somebody who has offense like this. That's that's really cool to study. Um, but there's a lot of people that watch Floyd Mayweather fights just wanting him to uh, to lose because, because of the persona that he markets himself as. But, um... Yeah, anyway, just interesting. It's going to keep on happening, and uh, Conor McGregor is, you know, the most recent one, but you're going to see another name pop up, and you'll be able to smile. If you stay in the martial arts game for a long time, you'll smile when the new generation, when there's a new name that pops up, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember when, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember when Conor get, I remember when Conor McGregor did that 25 years ago. Yeah, okay, the same, yeah. Anyway, it's funny. So um, now we're going to go just, I guess, to the, the other side. Um you know that's that's the thing that's going on right now, um, uh, and then there's this is the other this is another way to play it. So this would be um, again um, a, a different more on the chivalry or bushido uh, or or honor code uh, that warrior classes will usually have. Um, the military as well has an honor code. Um, it's, it's I think it's important. This is this is the I guess the big point of the podcast is it's it, I think it's. You gotta be at least careful with the culture when you're you're training people how to um, like be able. They're tra- you're teaching people to be able to multiply the amount of violence they're capable of. So uh, you gotta take that serious. You know, if you teach people how to uh, fight with a knife, or use a gun, um, or you know, uh, break people's arms, or choke people, or kick people in the head. Um, you know, it's I I think having a uh, the I think having a um, a um, you know some, something like bushido i think it is it's good from keeping making sure that the 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 all that warrior class doesn't become corrupt and they don't just become tyrants or berserkers um so uh just uh sorry i'm jumping around a little bit but um i have a couple examples of uh like brazilian jiu-jitsu goat like greatest of all time examples uh you got hicks and gracie hodger gracie marcelo garcia Jacques ray damian maya just five quick ones um and if you look into all those people they have uh they have uh similar traits to them you know like marcelo's like it's insane how good marcelo is the only thing that's crazy about marcelo is like how good he is it's also insane how like just nice he is like he's just really really nice um um you know it's Everybody has different little styles. Like I think Marcelo Garcia is maybe like a friendlier, nicer person than like Damian Maya. But but when I trained at Damian Maya's gym, um, and, and then ate lunch with Damian Maya and stuff, it's like, dude, this he's a nice guy. You know, he's not uh, not trying to be nice, uh, not trying to um, be aggressive to people for no reason. Um, he's really really good. Um, had a very good UFC career. Was a really good jiu-jitsu practitioner. And um, but yeah, just just nice person. Not the type of person in a bar or something that's uh. That's going to try to, uh, you know, intimidate you or something like that. So, um, yeah. So, honor codes um, with uh, warrior classes. Um, so, just a couple of them. Uh, just touched on, but we'll go a little bit deeper into it now. So, uh, chivalry. Um, you know, the knights had chivalry. Um, you'll hear chivalry. Uh, lots of different things. Just a quick uh, little definition. Um, chivalry for the uh, knights. The combination of qualities expected of a, of an ideal knight, um, especially courage, honor, courtesy, justice, and a readiness to help the weak. Um, if you if you're a Star Wars fan too, they call them Jedi Knights. Um, they have a 
similar uh, chivalry to them. Um, so, yeah, uh, Bushido as well. Um, you know, the, the samurai had it. I think I think it's an important thing. And uh, in a second, I'm going to go to a philosopher named Immanuel Kant um, on one of his things, and I think it might be why it's important to have um, uh, uh, something like Bushido or chivalry um, kind of built into uh, a warrior class if you're teaching people um, how to fight or how to, how to multiply the, uh, the, the violence that they're capable of. Um, so you could do like a, a quick little game theory, like just, just run it like it's a computer video game. Um, and let's let's play this. So we'll say um, one. Uh, we'll say call out culture um, versus chivalry. Um, and let's just just think of call out culture uh, like as a bunch of berserkers. You know, they're constantly attacking each other uh, for for position, um, trying to constantly put another person down um, so that they can climb uh, constantly, like smashing each other down. Um, and just like say you put them on an island together, um, and then uh, chivalry of the knights. Um, think of again the chivalry like. Um, uh, it's uh, on an island, uh, the whole population like uh, respected, um, you know, courage, honor, courtesy, justice, and readiness to help the weak. Um, like, so you got two different, you got the berserkers on one island, you got the knights on another island. Um, and just um, like, what do you think if they, they, you know, that one island adopted a lacala culture um, pieces or behaviors, and the other island adopted all the uh, chivalry uh, or Bushido? Uh, qualities um like do you think um do you think that island would thrive or do you think it would implode on itself or do you think it would become uh like a scary place to live um so anyway you can just run that through like what do you what do you think it's a interesting little thought experiment um if you th- uh, think it and then um see so you yeah, next we got uh, a little something that um, I like listening to uh, like philosophy lectures, and I heard something um, that was kind of building with this. Is a philosopher named uh, Immanuel Kant. He was born in 1724. Um, he wrote during the Enlightenment. A um, couple things that he noted um, through, I guess, yeah, through through his study, uh, he noticed uh, humans are prone to corruption. Uh, everybody knows that. Everybody always says like money corrupts, power corrupts. Um, humans are prone to corruption. It can happen. Um, it's just you, I, you have to be careful because um, it's, it's just part of can something that can happen to you. You know, something that can happen if you, if you smoke cigarettes, you can get cancer. If um, if you're not careful, um, you can slide into corruption. Happens all the time with politicians and you know everything. Um, so he created something, or one of one of his concepts that he had was called the categorical imperative. Um, so his uh, his thought of the categorical imperative, I think, is similar to chivalry and Bushido. Um, but uh, the categorical imperative is uh, um, act only according act only according to that maxim, which uh, by which you can at the same time will that it should become a universal law. So let me say that again, see if I can not mess it up because I wrote it down, but uh, the the writing's uh, uh, not quite as smooth for it to slide off of my tongue. So act only according to that maxim by which you can at the same time will that it should become a universal law. Um, so it's like, what, what do you, what did he mean by that? He was talking about a, a behavioral pattern but uh it, easy easy way to think of it because a lot of people have actually said it not just Emmanuel Kant uh it's the golden rule do unto others as you would have others do to you um you know anyway old, old school rule um the golden rule um 
I think, you know, now, you know, talked about a whole bunch of stuff, went up, down, left, right, and now we'll sum it up with a simplicity. Um, I think it's important for uh, warrior class society um, to to kind of use the golden rule. Uh, I think it's important so that uh, it doesn't it doesn't corrupt uh, the martial arts culture and it doesn't cause it to implode on itself um, and just destroy itself. So, um, yeah, I think the golden rule would. Uh, uh, I think a lot of it, the the golden rule would help out with a bunch of this stuff. And uh, the other cool thing about it too, um, again, you are if you're looking to be a pro athlete, um, you you know you can do it however you like. Um, but income is not the only measurement of uh, success in life. Um, income is one measurement. Um, of how well you're doing, but you know you could you could say um, you know you can have uh, twenty million dollars, um, but the majority of people that you come in contact with don't like you or distrust you or just are mean to you, um, or you're or not even that. It's like you, if you're in that constant call it culture, it's it's always hey I'm I'm trying to get you and then you're trying to get me and I'm trying to get you, so you're kind of always on like shaky legs. Um, but the the cool thing with the the chivalry and bushido is. Um, if uh, if you get a good group of friends that act like that uh, with each other, then it's a uh, it's a pretty low stress um, lifestyle, and it's a uh, you know you smile a lot, you make a lot of jokes, everybody's pretty friendly. Um, you know if somebody does does say something wrong or something whatever, it's like you kind of you kind of let it slide because you know that maybe they didn't mean anything by it or you know you know majority of the time they're a nice person. So anyway, um, yeah. The, if you uh, want to look into it, just uh, go down some rabbit holes. Check out um, uh, any any. Uh, you want definitely be cool to watch uh, like a documentary on samurai, or you could watch a documentary on bushido, um, or watch um, uh, or documentaries on uh, the knights or chivalry. Um, it's all pretty cool stuff, uh, cool thought stuffs, and uh, and you can think of, uh, check out Emmanuel Kant too. So anyway, hopefully this one helped you out, and uh, and also this is. Um, uh, I think um, it's one of the things that that's really cool about the gym, and I'm thankful for, is uh, we got a really good group of uh, people training in the gym that uh, that um, I think uh, are, are for the most part that's how everybody treats every everybody with respect and respect and honor, and uh, and yeah, not uh, you know just none of that neg- negative stuff, none of that negativity. So um, it's cool to have it. So. Uh, yeah, cool little rant. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and uh, I'm really, really happy with the, how the gym is going. It's, um, yeah, makes a smile. Um, this is this is what we hoped it would turn into. So thanks, everybody, for helping us, and uh, see everybody on Monday. See you soon. Bye.